Welcome to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast with Darren Mitchell. If you're a sales letter looking to take your leadership to a whole new level, then this is the podcast for you. We'll be exploring tips, techniques, and strategies to help you take your leadership to the exceptional level and allow you to enjoy more money, more meaning, and better sales results. Hello, Darren Mitchell here. Welcome back to another episode of the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast. Hope you had a phenomenal weekend. Today is a brand new Monday, another start of a brand new week. In fact, the last week of July. I cannot believe how quickly July has flown by. I'm not sure whether it's just the fact that I'm getting older or whether time is actually speeding up. I'm not sure whether that's actually physically possible, but uh, if there's anybody out there who is an expert in quantum physics, hey, let me know. Is it possible to speed time up? Uh, just, maybe it's just because I'm getting old. Anyway, I digress. Welcome back and uh, thank you for joining. If you're a brand new listener, greatly appreciate you jumping on board. And of course, if you are a returning listener, greatly appreciate you jumping on again. And uh, I hope that you are either following or have subscribed to the podcast. And if you haven't, particularly if you're a brand new uh, podcast listener, please do yourself a favor. Do also your team a favor. Uh, if there's value in this particular episode, Please press subscribe or press follow on the Apple platform if that's the platform you're listening to. But also if there's something in it for that you think is for your team that could benefit them, please share it with them as well because uh, I'm on a mission to try and create as many exceptional sales leaders around the world as, as we possibly can and uh, it starts with this particular podcast. So I try to keep it practical, I try to keep it relevant and uh, above all I try to add value every single episode. So uh, greatly appreciate it. And by the way, if you feel that this episode is of value and has added value to you, particularly if you get to the end of the episode, then please do me a favor and rate the show, whether it be a one, two, three, four, or hopefully five-star rating, because that helps others who are just looking for information on sales and sales leadership, possibly similar to you, to more readily and more easily find the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. So that would be greatly, greatly appreciated. So in today's episode, uh, the title of this, of this particular episode is going to be Double Down on Your Zone of genius. Now, I used to be, if you've been following the podcast for a while, you know that uh, I often, well, not often, I sometimes refer to the game of golf. And uh, many years ago, particularly when I was a, a, a bag-carrying salesperson, strategic account manager, I used to play a lot of golf. In fact, I played uh, maybe Thursday and Friday afternoons in terms of practice, then I played competition golf on the weekend, and I absolutely loved it. Uh, one would say slightly uh, addicted to the game. Uh, now, I haven't played golf, to be to be brutally honest. I haven't played golf. In fact, I haven't lifted a club since uh, December 2008. So this year, it's going on 14 years. Now, will I remember how to lift a club? Will I remember how to swing a golf club? Uh, possibly, because there'd be muscle memory there. And I still think about golf, and I still watch a bit of golf as well. But I just haven't had time, and there's a number of different reasons for that, which I won't go into this particular episode. But um, I don't play golf anymore, uh, so I'm no longer addicted to golf. But I certainly still enjoy the game and still talk a lot about golf with uh, with friends and so forth. Now, the reason I'm referencing this is there's a saying that's often uh, talked about in professional golf, which says "drive for show, putt for dough." Now, the professional golfer who achieves sustained success is the one who was able to convert the opportunities when they count, especially when the pressure is on. Now, if you watch uh, any amount of golf and whether you're a golf addict or not, uh, if you notice, there's a lot of professional golfers who hit the ball a long, long way. And even in the amateur ranks, uh, there's so much technology now available that even the average, what I call the average weekend hacker, 
can hit the ball a long way uh, because of the technology that's now available in terms of the golf clubs. Now, uh, that doesn't necessarily mean that the this particular player is going to achieve a good score because uh, pro golfers, even though they've got a high level of skill set across their entire game, the elite performers are exceptional in the art of golf within 100 metres of the hole. And they double down on their zone of genius. And I remember reading a lot about Tiger Woods when he was at the height of his uh, golf stardom, if you like, and how much time he would spend practicing his driving and long game compared to practicing his short game. And it was completely disproportionate. And that's to, that's not to say that he's a not he's not a great driver because he's very, very accurate. He had a level of, I guess, competency that was so high when it came to driving his ball that um, his, he played the percentages. But he knew that the difference between him being elite and him being just part of the pack would be his ability to convert a good drive into great shots within 100 metres. And in some cases for him, within 150 metres, that he would uh, separate himself from the competition. And when it comes to his practice, he used to practice hours upon hours upon hours with every conceivable difficult uh, challenge or difficult shot to the point where if he found himself in that particular situation in a tournament, he would have had so much repetition that it's almost like I know exactly what shot to play based on the situation because he has practiced it over and over and over again. And it's really fascinating because every now and then I drive past the driving range on the weekends and there was all these people hitting golf ball after golf ball after golf ball from the, in the driving range and many of them use their woods as in their drivers and their long game and many of them don't have the technique. So they're practicing bad habits and the more times they practice the bad habit, the more times they're going to install that bad habit, which means when it translates into game day, they, uh, they don't necessarily have a good game and certainly their scores do not come down. In fact, in many cases, they go up. And so when you look at a pro golfer, do they practice their, lo- their long game and their driving? Absolutely. But they don't do it anywhere near as much as they practice their shorter game because it's the shorter game which separates the exceptional players from the competition. They focus their attention on where their strengths lie and they double down on developing these even further. And it's not unheard of to see uh, pros, even after a, after a tournament day, if they're playing in a tournament after day one, day two, or whatever the case might be, they will go and spend an, uh, another hour, two hours, and sometimes more on the practice putting green just to make sure they're doubling down on their technique because that's where they're going to actually get the conversion. It's not driving off the tee unless you've got really, really bad technique. Uh, most pro golfers can hit it within a certain range off the tee. Yes, and some will hit it longer than others, but uh, it's the game inside 100 metres which will separate ultimately the the great players from the pack. And so it is in sales, and so it is in sales leadership. Whilst there are many, many facets of sales that can create results, the sales people and the sales leaders who identify their own zone of genius and then double down on it are going to be the ones who separate themselves from the pack. So the question I want to ask you today is, as a salesperson or as a sales leader, what is your zone of genius? Now, especially as a sales leader, this is critical. This is absolutely critical to identify this and then stick to it. Unfortunately, there are too many sales leaders who try too hard to be all things to all people and they end up not doing any of them to an exceptional level. And many of the cases is from people who have been thrust into a sales leadership role and they haven't necessarily thought about their transition plan or their specific skill set that they want to bring to the table of sales leadership 
to enable them to separate themselves from the pack, but also create an environment where their salespeople can also separate themselves from their sales competitors. Now, I've, rem- I've worked with so many sales leaders over the journey that uh, many of them who don't sit down and really identify this zone of genius, and part of this might take some introspection, some reflection, but also thinking about aligning yourself with a great mentor, a great coach to try and identify and unpack what some of these areas are. Uh, many people try too hard to impress and they try to try too hard to be all things, as I said. And what happens is they might develop a level of competency in a certain area, but they don't develop a level of mastery. Now, one of the things to think about, of course, is that people are different. They have different perspectives. They have different experiences. They have different upbringings, etc., etc. So there's going to be different levels of capability and competency that they bring into the sales leadership role. And certainly as a coach, as a mentor myself, one of the challenges is not to project onto sales leaders and to sales people who wish to become a sales leader what specific competencies they need to develop in order to be successful. One of the key things around coaching, of course, is to identify where the strength zones exist for an existing person who's looking to make that transition and help bring out even more what that strength zone is to the point where we can now develop a zone of genius. Because if that person can identify one or two key areas and then become an expert in those areas, this will deliver exceptional results. And it's going to be potentially different for different people. Now, yes, there's going to be some standard capabilities and competencies around sales leadership that uh, would need to have a baseline, just like a professional golfer has to have a, a pretty good skill set across all of their facets of their of their game. There's going to be specific areas, though, within sales and sales leadership that will differentiate themselves against their competition and enable them to create that environment where the results become not only sustainable, they become replicable, but above all, they become exceptional. So what are some of these areas? And these can differ across different leaders, but they can include things like relationship building. Now, there are some great sales leaders who have the amazing ability to build relationships with all levels, particularly at the most senior of levels whether it be at the board level or the C-suite sort of level. They just have this uncanny ability to tap into uh, the right questions, the right environments. They might be well-connected. They have the ability to build really good, strong, strategic relationships, which paves the way for their team to also uh, hang on to their coattails and therefore get the benefit of these relationships. So they're, they're great relationship builders who can introduce key strategic stakeholders to their team. Now, there are also other sales leaders who are really good at building more tangible, more day-to-day operational type relationships. And there's going to be room for both. So relationship building is one. The second one potentially is an area of strategy development. Now, there are a lot of great sales leaders who are very, very big on strategy. They can build great strategic directions, strategic blueprints, really foster an environment of out-of-the-box thinking, which, uh, which makes it uh, really, really difficult to match in terms of a competitor because they're almost working in the blue ocean. So blue ocean strategy is, is an example of, of leaders who have the ability to almost see things that others can't and therefore build a strategy around it. You're also going to have some leaders who have a high level of competency in prospecting strategies, for example. You know, back in the old days, there was a lot of sales leaders I used to work with who were really good on uh, cold calling. And there are others who are really good at networking. There are others, good, others that are really good at using things like social media, uh, whether it be Twitter or LinkedIn, for example, sometimes Facebook, uh, but different strategies around prospecting that uh, they can develop levels of competency around. You've also got uh, areas such as influencing capabilities. So how can they influence internal but also external stakeholders 
to make decisions. And it may be using the laws of uh, influencing that comes from Robert Cialdini, but there are some sales leaders who have an amazing strength, an amazing capability in influencing people to do things that uh, perhaps others may have struggled to do in the past. There are others who may, may have strengths in negotiation techniques. So being able to be a principled negotiator who is able to create an environment where there's mutual benefit to both parties. They can drive a really hard bargain, but they're also looking out for the interests of the other parties to know that, hey, we need to negotiate an outcome here, but we've also got to build a long-term relationship that we can't be, uh, we can't be burning our bridges right now because we're going to shoot ourselves in the foot for future business down the track. So being able to negotiate really strongly, but really ethically and based on sound principles around win-win is a strength that many sales leaders have. Now, there are other sales leaders by the, by the same token who believe that, hey, we just have to win at all cost. And so that's not necessarily a strength for them. You've also got sales leaders who are very good at public speaking, who have the amazing ability to be able to articulate a message, who have a level of charisma and gravitas to be able to bring people together and rally them around a common cause or around a common message and be able to deliver that message that inspires people to take action. And so them being able to double down on that is a great way to create an inspirational environment for their team to take affirmative action and for others to actually lean into wanting to do business with that particular team and that particular individual. You've also got leaders who are great at problem solving and also decision making. So the list can go on and on and on. The key though is to sit down and identify what your zone of genius is and double down on it. Now this might take a bit of time, it might take a bit of reflection, and as I said before, it might take a bit of feedback. So if you've got a, a mentor, a coach, somebody who you trust, who you can give some, get some feedback from, who is able to identify what they consider to be your areas of strength, that may give you some insight if you're struggling to identify what your key strength areas are as to where your zone of genius may potentially lie. Because here's the thing, you don't want to be all things to all people. It's really important to identify where your strength zone is where your zone of genius is, double down on that one or two key things because not only will that create a high level of competency in the short term, but it will help you develop mastery over the long term because it's the mastery which will therefore deliver the exceptional results. Now, if you can be known as somebody who is expert in certain areas, one or two key areas, then you've done an exceptional job because there'll be others within your team who might bring other strengths, other zones of genius that will complement yours and together as a team, you're going to be unstoppable. So that's the key message for today. Identify where your zone of genius potentially sits and double down on that because as I started this podcast with, it's uh, in the, to use the euphemism or the analogy from professional golf, driving for show, putting for dough. So if you can get expert in certain areas, that's, that's where the money is going to be made and that's where the influence is going to be exceptional for you. So trust that message helps, trust that message resonates on the first day of the working week. And a quick reminder, if you're ready to work together, uh, jump on my calendar at leadwithdarren.com. Love to work with you and help you become an exceptional sales leader and help your team in the process deliver results that become sustainable and also replicable. So if you are committed to taking your leadership to an entirely new level, then do yourself a favor, but also do your team a favor and invest in your professional development. And I'd love to be a part of that as well. So uh, love to have a conversation with you. Love to map out a plan and help you execute that plan. And we can do that starting as early as this week. So very much look forward to that conversation. And as always, look forward to sharing with you on the very next episode of the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. All the best.
thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it. But also, if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com and let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.